Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and I am here on Blog Talk Radio, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And I'm here with my main lead today, <laughs> my main factor of kindness today, my good friend, Tessa Greenspan. Good morning, Tessa. Good morning. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> So I love that we get to spend every Tuesday together doing Tuesdays with Tessa. Yes, I agree. This has actually meant a lot to me because especially during this weird era of 2020, we are, we're not able to say, hey, you want to meet up for, and then whatever, mm-hmm. do you want to come over? There's, there's these um, boundaries that have been put in place. And it's not just about masking, and it's not just about social distancing. It's really about a fear factor and an overwhelm and a caution. And I think the worst part of it is the way that we have been trained to say, oh, I'm not masking to protect me. I'm doing it to take care of you. As polite as that sounds, it makes us feel selfish when we're trying to reach out to people that we love. Isn't that just heartbreaking? It is, and it really is. It's really about others and their um, security. It really isn't as as about as about you as it is helping other people feel safe. Yeah. The thing that bothers me about that is how many people feel so afraid. And the reason I bring it up is not just because, in terms of sociologically, it's it's a it's an era that we're in the midst of. But we all have things on the path of our development that put us in fear, right? Yes, and it's rampant right now. I mean, it really has escalated this fear in the whole country. And so that is an energy that we really must protect ourselves from because fear can be just uh, paralyzing. Yeah, absolutely paralyzing. And, And in Along the path of your life and the ways in which we've talked about from whence you came and the things that you've had to deal with, you certainly had opportunity to sit and look at fear and and recoil and think, oh, no, I'm just going to stay back here. And you never did. No, I didn't. And I really didn't think about that. But the point of it is I never considered being fearful. It was just taking care of it, yeah. finding the solution, not being fear, just finding the solutions to the next. Now, people are going to say, well, you make it sound so simple, but it really is, isn't it? No, it isn't. It's simple on one hand, but on the other hand, it is a lifelong practice, too. Yeah. It is sort of, I mean, when you're rewiring your brain for being positive, it is a consistent, lifelong practice. So it's really not something that's easy. It's just choices. It's yeah. what I choose. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm telling you, uh, as we're sitting here talking, my life has changed yet again during our Tuesdays with Tessa. So we've got about four episodes that have been published on the Deborah Carlin YouTube channel. 
and they've been posted on social media so that when I have them posted on my site, you can have them shared over onto yours. But I want people to understand that in each of our conversations, our whole conversation is about having everybody read the book that hasn't been written. Mm-hmm. This is the talking book. Mm-hmm. This is the trailer for the movie. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and we're and we're laying the groundwork for something absolutely magnificent because it's about healing. Yes, it is. And the what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And healing. Yes. I don't know if I mentioned it on this show last time or on a on another broadcast, but I keep playing It Was With You. I keep playing Dionne Warwick, What the World Needs Now. Yes, yes. And actually, if everyone would, and, and I give tips on different ways to be positive, yeah. if everyone would find a song that makes them feel good, and when you're getting into a uncomfortable or negative situation, play those songs because it is a great way to change your mindset. Yes, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Or Celebration by Paul uh, King is one of my favorites. Yes, yes, what a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. These are my favorite uh, songs. So it's really um, what we put in our mind and the choices that we make to make these changes or can consistently be in a positive, more helpful frame of mind. You know, um, it's funny because as you're saying that, I'm thinking people, when I'm teaching people mind control and and a a very specific meditation, um, they'll tell me, I really want to do it, but my mind is going over here and over there. And I'm thinking, okay, I wonder if I close the refrigerator door. Uh, and, you know, just one random thought after another. So what music does that's so amazing is it infiltrates every part of us. It, it changes our frequency from being passive when you meditate to being really engaged. Yeah. But it is a meditative state because you're completely outside of yourself. You can't sing zippity-doo-dah or um, don't worry, be happy or any of the songs that you mentioned, and stay in a funk. It's so true. And I have another suggestion that I tell people, that you cannot not do it and not smile. And that is go outside and skip, because you feel so (laughs) silly. Go skip. If you're in a really bad spot where things are are really uh, piling up on you, go outside and skip. Oh, my gosh. You have to change your mindset. So really what we're talking about is changing your mindset. Yes. Um, Something. And another thing that I have said is to work at being in the moment. If you're walking in the park, if you're with someone, be in the moment. Yes. Don't be thinking about all the other things that you have. Oh, yes. Be in the moment. Yes. Be with that person. Listen to them. Yes. Really listen. People know when you're really listening to them, too. I know. Being in the moment is a practice that is so helpful. That Very helps helpful. you with meditation. Yes. Being in the moment. Yes. So let me take us back to the skip. Immediately when you said that, I thought about being in grade school doing um, 
skip, skip, skip to my loo. Skip, skip, yes, skip to yes. my loo. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go outside and you start to skip, you know, if you've got the privacy of your own property far out, if you don't, the joy that you're going to give other people as they see you skipping is hilarious. And right now, we, yeah, we need to spread the hilarious. Yes. I mean, maybe if there's any peaceful protest, if there's such a thing anymore, maybe we should ask people to show up skipping. Yes. You know, because that would break the state. And then yes. maybe we could get people who are rioters, if we could get their attention, to also think, well, those people are having fun. Now, I know people are going to slap me right upside the head with that comment, you know, like, I don't get the serious business of it. No, I don't get the aggressive business of it. And people are behaving the way that they're behaving because they don't have what we're talking about in our in our show today. <clears throat> our conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, in the lead-in for today's episode is about love, it's about laughter, and it's about leadership. Yes. And leading with those two things, love and laughter. Really helps you to be a great leader, actually. Yes. Whether it's in your own home yes. or it's out in public. Yes. Yeah. When you, when you and I walk in a room, people look in our direction because we're known for those two things. Yes, that's and true. It really is. And then... When we stand up at the podium and we are delivering our keynote, that is what we lead with, is love. We tell a very deep story. We tell things that we think are going to attach to people and and incite something, instill something that makes them feel our love and the love that they have for themselves and others. And then we always try to lighten it up in terms of something that's going to get them laughing. Have fun. You know, I, I, there was something I was doing that I wasn't enjoying, and I made a decision. This is not fulfilling me. I'm not going to do this anymore because I'm not having any fun. <laughs> so it's really decisions that you make also. I mean, I just discovered that, or not discovered it, but just made a decision that if this isn't fun, I'm not going to do it. Thank yeah. God that I have the choice. Yes. It's also choice. I can choose what is fun and what isn't. What brings me joy? What helps me to feel so good? And by my feeling good, I'm able to spread to the world, help you to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. So one of the things that I've been discovering is I got myself, I'm used to having animals, you know, having dogs, having some cats, having you know, wild animals on the property, and I get to see a moose or an elk or deer and fox, whatever it is. And so I've been feeling the loss of that. And I've been very, very much attaching to my plants, which is a good thing. So I was out in my in my den this morning, and I was talking to a plant that I had repotted yesterday. Uh, or was it yesterday? No, it was on Sunday. I was just kind of fiddling around here a little bit, working and fiddling around. And this pot was really tight with a root-bound plant. And it looked okay, but I knew that pretty soon it was going to start to be in agony. So before the slow growth season comes of autumn and winter, I really wanted to give it a chance to get split, to get repotted, to spread its roots. And, you know, it was really funny. It was beautiful to do. 
and I was very gentle patting the soil around it. And when I went in the den this morning, I was talking to this plant, and I was saying, you know what? You are really beautiful. You look great. Oh, that makes a major difference. It's and the I, energy that you're giving. Yes. Them. It's our frequency. Yes. It's the cellular connection. Yeah. It's petting that plant and also looking to see if there's any any insectization, in, insect infestation. That's a good mm-hmm. word, though, insectization. Mm-hmm. And um, making sure the soil was damp and not too dry, not too moist. Now, people are going to laugh about that, but there is so much research. The best one, the most poignant one, was screaming cells out of University of Wisconsin in Madison where researchers had containers of water just still, and they were examining the cellular activity. And, they, you know, it's just normal, just sitting there. And then they started screaming at it, and the cells exploded like they were in agony. Then they got more water, and they played nice music, or they talked like you and I are talking. And they were just happy. You could see the dance of the activity. This really is frequency medicine. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And there is a whole book on that of how your actions, how it changes water. And really, think about that. It changes the people around us. You can feel the energy when a person goes into a room. You can feel that. So no one can ever discount this, but... I wanted to go back and, and mention something. I'm I'm doing a speech on tips on how to be positive. Mm-hmm. You said something a while ago that really um, sparked my, my thoughts. Okay. And that is, I say to them, get a pet. Because pets greet you at the door, yeah. especially dogs, greet you at the door, always happy to see you, uh, you can talk to them, and they won't judge you. It's so good. And it has shown that it can lower your blood pressure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, getting a pet, we can learn a lot from pets, too, uh, to greet people at the door, happy to see them. We could learn a, a lot. There could be a whole book on that. There are. Yes. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to add a little cute something to that. Two things. One, so I got a betta fish. You know, there and they, you know, you 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 go to the to the pet store, and then they're in these little tiny containers, and then they give you they give you the fish in a in a little tiny like Chinese food box. Just remember not to eat them on the way home. Uh, and then uh, I came home and I put them in a nice big glass container, you know, big bowl, and put glass marbles at the bottom and a plant in there and. I've got him hoisted up on top of things, ornamental things, and he sits in the middle of the dining room table. And when he sees me come in, I can see him from afar, go from a position of stillness to now he starts to really flutter, his beautiful chiffon fin, and he swims over to where he knows I'm going to walk up. Now, to do an experiment to see if he was really doing it for me or if it was just random, I changed my path. And he changed his path. And it's just sweet. And I put my fingers up to the bowl and he comes and I'll and I'll travel up and down and around in a couple of places. And he follows. And I can see him fluttering. And people say, Oh, he's a beta fish, he's just trying to attack you. No, it's not. 
He's along the side there. He's not ramming into the glass. Again, it's energy and frequency. They know. Everyone does. All animals know this. Yeah. And animals know a lot more before we do, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an instinct with them. So how wonderful, though. But yeah. it's back to love. You know, loving your fish, loving your pets, loving the people that you're surrounding yourself with. This is really what it's all about. That energy when it's pure, is really so attractive and, and attracting. Yeah. Do you remember Dr. Leo Vascalia? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't think the uh, younger generation know about him and, and how Esther, um, and how he treated his illness. So go ahead and educate everybody. Talk about Leo Vascalia. Well, you, you talk about okay. it. Because, you know. So Dr. Leo Biscaglia was this wonderful Italian who absolutely was known as the hug doctor. And he was madly in love with people. And really, you hear us talking about love being at the core of every remedy and, and every part of a solution. If you, if you can't proceed into things with love, then there's a diminishment of trust. There's a diminishment of confidence and hope. But when we open our arms, we're saying, come, I invite you in. And then someone walks in and they've got their arms open and you embrace the energy exchange. Yes, it is. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And Dr. Leo Biscaglia, people would laugh when they saw him coming because they were like, oh, no. Here comes Dr. Lou, this guy I'm going to have to get hugged and be hugged and give hugs. But there's there's a lot to laugh about with it. And people did laugh. And then the other side of that coin is people also cried. Yeah. Because some people are so hungry for it. But I'll tell you what, I can't stand this social distancing. I mean, I miss hugging everybody, seeing people and hugging them and, yeah. um, Gosh, it's just so sad. Yes, yeah. I'm a hugger too. Oh. Back to laughter. Laughter, it's really important for us to find things to laugh. And I think we mentioned this in the last uh, segment. And yeah. that is go to YouTube and find babies laughing. Yeah, babies giggling. Go find <laughs> YouTube babies laughing because, again, you cannot. And that will change your thought process <laughs> in the moment. Yes. I would do it right now, but I'm afraid I won't have enough bandwidth, and it'll cut us off of our call in a radio station. You know, um, it's really interesting the way that that happens. Uh, There is, um, and, and relating laughter and animals, there are so many funny episodes. Thank God for YouTube is what I say. Yeah. They've got, it's like everything there that you want to visualize. You can enter the search, and and it'll be there. There was one that I saw last night um, that was a guy who has, he had a little turtle that was about the size, just about the size of a quarter, and he rescued her because he thought she was going to die. He was in a pet store, and he he rescued her. And, And he, she's a yellow turtle. She was almost translucent. And he, and he picks her up, and you see on her underside that you can see, uh, like, a dark dot. 
And he said, this is her heart. It didn't have any protective covering on it. And I couldn't put a protective covering on it because if you do that, she's in the water, you give, you give a place for bacteria to grow. So I had to figure out what to do with her. So, he, you know, he kept her water really clean and he fed her. But he played with her. He would run his hand across the, the, the bowl, the container, the aquarium. He would put little things in there that were for her to play with. She was almost blind. So he'd have to feed her with the tweezers and put the food right in front of her eyes so she would reach up for it. And he would coo and he would talk to her and he would give her positive reinforcement. I want to tell you, you could see that little turtle laughing. Now she's a big turtle. He had to keep, you know, she's expensive. He has to keep getting bigger and bigger aquariums for her. And he's laughing while he's telling this. But the way that she flutters and splashes and plays, the healing authority, what happens to us um, from psychoneuroendocrinology, we know very clearly, psychologically, neurologically, in our endocrine system, that whatever mood we have, we're releasing these neurotransmitters into our system. Let's get the good ones going. I totally agree. And so it just shows that not only water, but animals and plants and people all respond to us, to our energy, to our frequency, and our love. Whatever we're putting out in life really is received by someone or something or a plant or an animal. Absolutely. And they know, you know, I just read something on dogs. They know who has good energy. Oh, yeah. If a dog has a tendency to bite people, it usually is people that really do not like dogs and that have anger or whatever. So it's really, it's interesting. Life is so interesting. And it is so much fun if you choose to fill your mind with the things that are fun. Absolutely. Now, this I mean there aren't a lot of, of different things and fear and strife and, and tragedy in life. We can only do for us, though. Yeah. Yes. We can't fix other people. But what we can do is fill our heart with love, and that is living in the moment, practicing, being open to receive and who we can serve today. You know, our, our most awesome leaders and I and I have and I've and I have uh, been intentional about wanting to lead with with the qualities of those who I watch and admire because they make me feel good. They make me feel happy. They yeah. energize me. They help me touch deep within my own self and they also help me think about things. And I um I absolutely adore walking into a room and knowing that I'm going to have things on a PowerPoint slide, that I'm going to have music being played, whether it's live or it's piped in, that is going to lift people up and get them feeling really happy and leading with that and, and saying things during the opening that are, is going to get people laughing, getting mm-hmm. people to do something that is an icebreaker around the room that doesn't embarrass them but that is funny, something, yes. you know? Because, well, it lets them go of their, what they came in with, first of all. Yeah, their inhibitions, their other mood. Yes. Yeah. So give us an example of a funny icebreaker. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Um, 
you know, it's asking people something about what what is the most ridiculous thing that you've done recently. And, you know, somebody, yes, I mean, and people will say the most outrageous things. I mean, it doesn't sound outrageous, but I know one guy said, well, I did it today. I've got on two different color shoes. I didn't have a clue. And he really did. He had on two different color shoes. He got uh-huh. dressed in the dark and came flying out to an early morning meeting. You know, people will, will fess up that um, they, oh, my God, this was horrible. This happened to somebody that I really, really know, and, and they were so humiliated, and they made it to the meeting anyway. They were backing their car out of the drive, out of the garage, and they always are early. So they're backing their car out of the garage, and they had not closed the back door of the car on the uh, passenger side. So that door was open, and somehow they were in a rush. They didn't make note of it. They had taken groceries out, you know, private property, so I didn't have to worry about it. But they had taken out a bunch of groceries the night before, left that door open. They pulled out of the garage, and boom, the door snapped right off. The back door of their car snapped off. And they came to the meeting. I said, where's your door? (laughs) I don't understand how the whole thing happened. I don't understand how come the garage didn't collapse. But, I mean, everybody was amazed, but the person was also telling the story and laughing about it. And it's ridiculous. Or or I, with with my um, vision being, you know, great vision, but it's, it's as the years have gone by, it's been harder for me to see things up front, you know, really close to read it and see out of the same pair of glasses far away. So I would double up. And, you know, switch my glasses. And I didn't realize what I was doing, but I would rest them so that I had one pair resting on top of the other kind of naturally. And I was talking to an audience, and I really, I didn't do it intentionally. And a couple people were saying, what is she doing? (laughs) Well, it's fun. It's fun and laughter and breaking the ice and helping people feel comfortable and getting out of there, whatever they came into the room with, whatever challenges there were, you're really rewiring their brain for that moment, to be in the moment and listening. And then it's drawing people in to really want to hear what you have to say. When they have fun, and fun is there's not enough, and we don't think of it enough, but fun is really important. And another way is to think about a fun time. And actually, I, I teach on this is how to switch your mindset. And um, it's in um, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maximoff. It's changing your mindset. Be aware of the negative. It's always aware. And that's the first point of anything. Be aware. And then you craft it. You keep this positive, wonderful memory in your mind, something that was fun and laughter and something that was so enjoyable and so great. Keep that in the top of your mind and be aware. Always catch your thoughts. And so you craft it. You cancel this negative that's trying to get in. Affirm this wonderful feeling. Then you focus on this wonderful feeling. And then you uh, train yourself to do it over and over again. So it's really, there are many methods that we can do if we want to, if we want to change. There are many people who really are not interested in making changes because change takes time. You know, you can't do something one time and then expect that this is going to be forever. 
It's doing it over and over again. And that is what rewires your brain. And then you'll automatically go to this wonderful scene. Maybe it was at the ocean, or maybe it was with a family fun trip. But something that was so enjoyable, so life-affirming, just do it over and over again. And eventually, it will be so automatic. So yeah. really about changing your mindset. It really your own purpose. Yeah, it really becomes who you are. Yes. You know, yes. all of this in the context in the last one minute that we have, can you believe it? It just flies by. All of this with leadership and laughter is all about when you care enough because you love enough. Yes. And we have no leadership unless we have followers. That's true. And when people feel loved, they're willing to walk in with us. That's true. Thank you so much for this time today. All right. Thank you. Have a great Tessa. Thank you. Thank you. It's an mm-hmm. honor. Friends, this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here on Block Talk Radio at the Case Factor, where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And I bring to you every Tuesday my conversations with Tessa because she brings so much into my life and has for decades, personally professionally, spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, through laughter and love and her leadership. So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll be back again in another week to do it one more time. Thank you. Thank you, Tessa. Uh Oh, my God.